0: And I went up to Jim and we just started, you know, having a conversation and I asked him what he was up to. And he's like, oh, I'm getting ready to go to the funeral. He was like, are you going? And I was like, what, what do you mean? And he was like, you know, uh, Bob's daughter just passed away and the funerals in like 10 minutes at the, at the church across the street. And I was like, I hadn't, I had no idea. Welcome back to One Visit Away with your host, Kevin Fitzpatrick. This show focuses on true stories of philanthropy in order to understand what it takes to succeed in major gift fundraising. Listen to these stories and you'll realize you're just one visit away from a transformational experience for your benefactors and your organization. If you've listened to this podcast for more than 10 seconds, you know that my entire goal is to get you to schedule more visits. Most major gift fundraisers fail in this industry because they do not do the difficult, scary work of scheduling visits with the right people consistently. The majority of my success in major gifts came from constantly seeking to become as effective as possible at scheduling visits. I read tons of sales books, watched YouTube videos from sales experts, and studied Jerry Pannis' materials on the matter. On top of that, I practiced. The things I learned from experts gave me the confidence to actually make the calls. Today I have a great resource that I highly recommend you download. Greg Warner from Market Smart, this episode's sponsor, has put together a guide to help you schedule more visits. It's titled Top 10 Tips for Landing More Meetings. Not only does Greg run a company that enables major gift fundraisers to be more effective, but he is a successful entrepreneur That has scheduled countless meetings and been on the receiving end of many people trying to schedule meetings with him. He knows a thing or two about this subject and provides 10 great tips, starting with a quote from someone you know I talk about on this podcast all the time, Jerry Panis. Greg is the real deal, and this guide will help you schedule more visits. Go download it now at imarketsmart.com forward slash more meetings. That's imarketsmart.com forward slash more meetings. The bonus tip, number 11, is my personal favorite. Let me know what you think. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to One Visit Away. This is a unique episode. Uh, Got some big announcements here. Um, If you've been following my content, either here on the podcast or uh, on LinkedIn, you've noticed lately I haven't been posting as much on LinkedIn, uh, and I haven't stuck to my uh, goal of having an episode out every Monday. It's been a little bit, uh, scattered just kind of whenever I can get to it. Still had one up every week, but I haven't been getting up on Mondays and there is a reason for that. Uh, made some big changes lately and I am here to tell you about them in this episode. So stay tuned. Uh, got a big career move going on and lots of other things. So, I hope you enjoyed this episode with just some reflections after seven and a half years in major gifts, and I hope it inspires you to schedule more visits and start thinking bigger about what you're doing and uh, helps you get greater results. So thanks so much for listening, and I hope you enjoyed the episode. All right, so for all of you who are wondering now uh, why I haven't been as active on LinkedIn, why my... Uh, uploads have been a little scattered for the podcast. Here's the news. After seven and a half years of working in major gifts, I have uh, made the transition as of May 1st. I am now running my business one visit away full time. Uh, I am now 100% of what I'm doing is consulting and Helping other organizations succeed at major gift fundraising. Now, this has uh, been something long in the making. Something I've been, uh, something I've known would ultimately be where my career would lead me to, um, and something that I've really thought about and prayed about a lot over the past year. And it just over time became clearer and clearer uh, that this is what I was being called to. And ultimately, just came down to realizing that there was much greater good I can do in advancing the mission of uh, many causes that I'm uh, passionate about. Uh, I realized there was a lot more that I could do by making this move as a consultant um, and working with a bunch of organizations. And so I'm just going to... I don't know exactly what to say in this episode. Um, I've been... Feeling a little bit nostalgic lately as I look back on my career. And today, uh, our team at the organization that I used to work for uh, had a little lunch uh, just as I was... uh, Just a little thank you for my uh, many years of work at that organization. And when I was driving to uh, where we were going to have lunch... I drove past a restaurant uh, and it was a barbecue restaurant and it just reminded me of, uh, I don't know, just the great joy of this type of work. Just working in major gift fundraising, working in philanthropy, I believe is some of the most tremendously rewarding work that you could ever do and I go back to this restaurant Many years ago, when I was first getting started, I'd probably just graduated from college, uh, I scheduled a visit with one of our benefactors, uh, somebody I'd gotten to know uh, through a men's uh, like Bible study, essentially. And I scheduled a visit with this guy, and we were going to meet at this restaurant, and he told me... Uh, when we got there, like I just got there and I see, see my friend, this guy that I know. And he's like, Oh, by the way, I'm bringing a buddy of mine to lunch with us. And I was like, great, this is going to be, you know, exciting to, to meet somebody else. And turns out this guy, I'm just going to call him Bob. Like I do with everybody. Um, Bob was, uh, Bob showed up to that lunch and it was just, uh, he was just such a friendly guy. This guy was just uh, incredibly joyful, just like big smile on his face. And he'd actually known about our organization. And I think he'd given some small gifts in the past and his family had given as well. And we, we wound up just having this great lunch, some of the best barbecue I'd ever eaten. Uh, and it was also fun because it was like uh, these guys, uh, everybody was uh, had a beer with, with lunch, and we just had a great time. And then afterwards, Bob was like, "Hey, we're really close to my my family's business. Would you Would you like to come by?" And I was like, "Sure." And so we just drive over. Uh, you know, I follow him in his car, and we go check out the business. And I wind up meeting uh, his family members. And and I'm keeping this a little bit vague intentionally for confidentiality purposes, but. He winds up showing me the business and I wind up meeting this family and just he just had so much passion about, you know, what they did and the, the business together. And it was just great to go on this tour and just get a real like glimpse into his life and his family and the work they do together. And uh it was just real neat. And so I always had really fond memories with Bob. And he and I would see each other every now and then and uh got together a couple times and then Fast forward, uh, several years later, I was at, uh, a coffee shop and I run into another guy that I know who was outside the coffee shop. I'll just call him Jim. And I went up to Jim and we just started, you know, having a conversation and asked him what he was up to. And he's like, Oh, I'm getting ready to go to the funeral. He was like, are you going? And I was like, what, what do you mean? And he was like, you know, uh, Bob's daughter just passed away, and the funerals in like ten minutes at the, at the church across the street, and I was like, I hadn't, I had no idea, and I mean, I, I couldn't believe it. Um, it was just, I, I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know this happened, and but it was just heartbreaking, and so, you know, I was supposed to meet with somebody else, but, uh, I just let him know I wasn't going to be able to, wasn't going to be able to make it. And I had to go to this funeral. And so, uh, just popped over there and just remember, you know, going in there and, uh, just seeing Bob and his family in this incredibly sad experience of the loss of a child. And, um, I'll never forget just when they, when they wheeled the coffin out of the church, just seeing them break down, um, this might not make any sense as to why I'm, I'm talking about this, but, but I just remember, I don't know, just that intense pain that comes from the loss of a loved one, and the just helplessness of, there's nothing we can do, at this point to, to change an outcome. And I can't imagine the grief that they, that they went through. And, uh, shortly after that, um, I ran into Bob, uh, somewhere and just, you know, saw how much he was, he was hurting and we wound up getting together for lunch a couple weeks after that. And I just remember, uh, I don't know like there's there's nothing you can say in those moments but I just remember having lunch with with Bob again it happened to be at a a barbecue restaurant different restaurant um still delicious uh but a different one and we just sat there and just like talked about how he was doing and the pain they'd been through and uh Just, yeah, just just what life was like now and what therapy was like and, and how all that was going and how much they missed their daughter. And I remember he was telling me that they were going to have to pause their monthly gift to our organization. And he was telling me this, with like, apologetically. And, you know, he felt bad that he he couldn't do it at the time and i you know just tried to tell him like look bob this is not a time for you to be worrying about our organization like you need to take care of your family and don't for a second feel feel bad about that in any way or especially not like you're you're letting me down because i wanted what i wanted him to know and really, what I have wanted every benefactor that I've ever worked with, what I've wanted them to know is that I cared about you. I wanted every benefactor I've ever worked with to know, without a doubt, that Kevin Fitzpatrick cared about them. And that at the end of the day, if they gave a gift or if they didn't give a gift, I was someone who was genuinely interested in in who they were and what they wanted to accomplish in this world. Because if you don't have that, then then you're just somebody that wants them for their money. And it's it's so easy to to have that come across when we're working in philanthropy. And people do not like that. And so so I wanted him to know that and I just wanted everybody i've ever worked with to know that. And so yeah, i'm i'm just grateful for that relationship and and just being able to to be there for bob in just a human way. And that is what i love so much about this work in philanthropy is i can't I can't think of many professions where you get to just develop such deep personal relationships, where you get to have these incredible encounters with people through the joys of life, as well as the immense sufferings. And that is, that is why I think this is such incredibly rewarding work. Um... And it's why I'm so passionate about it and why I want to encourage other people to know what it's like to have these types of relationships. Um, People think that, man, like, (laughs) must be tough raising money. Like, oh, man, nobody wants to talk to a fundraiser. Like, no. Like, the best fundraisers in this world are some of the most caring wonderful people that you could ever want to be around because the reason that they're successful is not because they know what to say or they got the slick words or the fancy papers or whatever. It's because they care deeply about the people that they're working with and they want to help them accomplish great things through their giving. And the only way you can do that is by truly taking an interest in their lives and understanding what they care about. And so this this story about Bob um, and going to his daughter's funeral is uh, probably a strange way to uh, to talk about my transition into this into doing consulting full time. But it was on my mind. <laughs> I drove right past that that restaurant where I had that first visit with Bob many years ago and it's fresh on my mind and ultimately uh, I think it is it's reflective of what this type of work truly is it's not about obviously I I am extraordinarily goal-driven I'm all about we got to raise money we got to put money in the bank that is my my whole thing but ultimately it's not the thing that leads to money being generated is not by focusing on the money, it's by focusing on people. And so I've been fortunate enough to like see this over the past seven and a half years of, of doing this every day, and not everyone knows what it's like to go on a visit, uh, what it's like to have a conversation about giving. And what it's like to ask for a gift in a meaningful way that leads to it likely being closed, and so my, you know, my, my whole mission with what I am doing now in consulting is to to expose more people to the joy of working in philanthropy, um, to let to inspire you know the executive directors out there of the world who they've got this. This strong group of people who have been giving for years, but they don't have meaningful relationships with them. And they don't know how to have meaningful relationships with them. How to have a conversation about giving. You know, what that looks like. And they think it's this big, scary thing. And it's not. It's just sitting down and showing people that you care. And when it's appropriate, only when it's appropriate, asking them for a gift that would matter to them, so what am I going to be doing primarily uh, in this consulting gig? Well, wh- why haven't I been posting as much on LinkedIn? Why haven't I had this podcast out on time? A couple things. One, got a lot of life changes. We're moving. We just bought a different house, and that has taken up a lot of time. But two, as I'm making this transition to consulting, um, what would what would you, the listener, uh Kevin Fitzpatrick of one visit away where everything is about going to schedule visits uh, with people of capacity. What would you think would be my top priority when launching a consulting business? Not uh, posting on LinkedIn or getting a podcast out on time. It would be scheduling meetings with decision makers. The primary thing for me that generates income in this business are my clients that I do weekly coaching with on how to get more of these visits. What do you do on those visits coming up with strategies, that kind of thing. Um, And so, so of course my focus has been this first week has been on getting a bunch of meetings with prospective clients. Um, So that's what I've been doing. I've been focusing more on that because that is ultimately uh, how I produce an income primarily at this point. Um, some of the other stuff, LinkedIn, the podcast, I'm still going to keep doing those over time. I probably will do more of it. Um, and generating more content now that I'll, that I will have time over the next, you know, several months of really diving into this. And, and so, so I kind of see two purposes here just for y'all's understanding, like one, I want to have a huge impact for a very select group of my clients that I work with doing one-on-one coaching. And that is, that is going to have huge impact for those organizations. It's also what allows me to earn a living. Um, And then the other part of this is generating a bunch of content like the podcast, like my posts on LinkedIn pretty soon this year. One of my projects is to start developing Really high quality, like very short videos, uh, with something uh, like a tip on major gifts, like how do you schedule a visit, how do you handle a certain objection, how do you ask for a gift effectively, Uh, what do you wear on a visit, that kind of stuff. Just real, like real short, real tactical. This is what you do, kind of things. So I'm going to be producing that kind of stuff. And there's there's two, and then eventually I'll write some books. There will be some other stuff there, but the the primary purpose of those things is one, of course it'll be lead generation for people to become clients of mine over time. But also uh just to I, I really am big on I want to kind I have pretty big visions of like what I want to do for the fundraising space. I want to change people's perception on What visits are like what having meaningful meaningful relationships with their benefactors is like I want to bring the joy that I've experienced in doing this for seven and a half years to the tens of thousands of organizations that are doing incredible work who just have no idea that going on a visit with one of your benefactors could be an incredibly meaningful experience for both parties involved That might seem, for some of you listening to the show who love going on visits and get it, that might seem like a crazy concept. But so many of the clients that, so many of the organizations that I wind up working with or speaking with, they they just don't visit with their benefactors. And it's not because they don't want to or they don't have the ability to. They just don't know that they don't have a blueprint for that. They don't know that. The benefactor might want that. They don't know what they would say. And so I just want to get more people doing that because it's so much fun. Uh, And it's just incredible. So a lot of what I do, LinkedIn, the podcast, some of the video stuff I'll generate, books, whatever the future looks like, a lot of that is to have that impact of just like getting more people into this and loving it. A byproduct of that is, yeah, over time probably... Some of the people who are exposed to my content through those means will one day be clients. But again, as you know me, I'm not depending upon any of this. The primary way I get clients, just like anyone who's doing major gift fundraising gets benefactors, is by working with relationships they already have. So I am, you know, I've got a list of organizations I would like to work with, and I am reaching out to those people to schedule meetings because that is how. That is how uh, successful consultants operate and that is how successful major gift fundraisers operate as well. Uh, We don't just sit around uh, waiting for the call to come in saying, we would like to hire you. Uh, There's going to be some some effort on our part. So that's the update. Um, If you all have any questions, feel free to email me, kevin at onevisitaway.com reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um, yeah. Let me know if y'all have any questions. This is, I don't have all the answers yet. It's been a bit of a blur, bit of a crazy time in my life, but I'm really looking forward to this. I love major gift fundraising. I love getting visits scheduled. I love seeing that, you know, light bulb moment for people when they see like, yeah, I can do this too. And I, I I love when people start going on visits, having fun, having success, and just realizing, man, like, why wasn't I doing this all along? So I hope to bring about more joy in philanthropy. I hope to bring about, uh, I think, bigger thinking and just realizing that most of us can probably do a lot more than we realize we can. I love one of my favorite quotes of all time from Henry Ford, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. And so I've got uh, big things that I think I can accomplish in uh, doing this uh, work full time. And so that's what I'm going for. I'm going all in full steam ahead and we're going to see what happens. So I look forward to uh, everybody just continuing to listen to the podcast. Oh yeah, by the way, this is, I guess we've been doing the podcast for a year now, so that's pretty cool. So yeah, guys, thanks so much for listening. Uh, Some of you might have not even known that I didn't do this work full time just yet, but for those of you who know me, this might be uh, basically everyone I've told so far is like, yeah, Kevin, we, we saw that coming from a mile away, but Let me know what you guys think. Let me know if you have any questions. Let me know, you know, things you'd be interested in seeing in the future as I have more time to work on products and books and whatever. We'll see what comes about. But thank you all so much for listening. Thank you for working in this incredible field. I know all of you out there are working so hard day in and day out, you know, working to get those visits scheduled. Keep it up. I promise you, you can do this. Thank you so much for just working in this tremendously meaningful career. I hope this episode has inspired you to schedule more visits. That's the whole purpose of this show. And guys, if you like this episode, please uh, subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and review. It helps tremendously in, uh, getting the show to spread. If you listen to a podcast and you're not connected with me on LinkedIn, go ahead and do that. Now, let me know when you reach out that you you found me through a podcast. I love connecting with people there. And as always guys, I hope this episode has inspired you to schedule more visits. After all, you're just one visit away from having some of the best barbecue with someone who will wind up becoming not just a benefactor, but Someone you wind up sharing life with, the joys as well as the sorrows.